Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> I forget if I asked you this, but do you ever, when you go to the gym, do you ever just like go there and just do like one workout a bunch of times? Like if you do like chest day, do you just do bench like 10 sets or like squat 10 sets? It's funny that you say that um, yesterday because I will get into it after. I kind of hurt my, my back. I did the old Ric Flair workout for my legs where I just Sit did. Sit and yell woo. <laughs> I just did 500 body squats. Like I just did 10 sets of 50. Huh. Cause I didn't want to load any weight on yet. It actually wasn't that hard. Like it's, I feel like I could have done like a thousand, you oh, know, like really? my legs aren't sore. Huh. If, if you break it up like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do leg extensions, lunges. I'm just going to do like 10 sets of 10 squats. Yeah. And I just do that for my legs. Something yeah, yeah. So yeah. Every I now and then. I like that. It's like a, a simple way of like working out. You I like it to, too. You don't bounce around all over the place. Yeah. You just kind of take one like foundational exercise and do it a bunch yeah. and just rep it out. I like that too. It just to, just to switch it up now and then you just kind of listen to your body and you're like, I would rather just do that today. Yeah. And then you just do that. I find I mostly do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's almost rare that I like bounce around too much. But um, today I did it just before I came here to do the podcast is doing chest day and I just did like dumbbell press, like bench press with dumbbells. Yeah. And I just did like, I think I did 12 sets. So I did like my warm up sets and then I just did 12 sets of that. Yeah. And then I came here and it was like, I felt like that's all I needed. Yeah. My arms were just like puffed up. My chest was like super tired. 12 sets of the same weight? Or um, I did 12 sets of... Um, two different weights. Okay. I did one, like I did about five sets of like one and I was like, I think I can go a little heavier. Yeah. And then I did like six or so sets of the little bit heavier. Okay. And what, yeah. what weight do you remember? Yeah, I do. Um, I did f the first five sets were 50 pounds and then I did 55 pounds. So nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then how many reps in the gym? 10. Okay. 10 yeah. each time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if you get to it, you don't need a lot of weight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I ended up, so you, I'm doing over a hundred like reps of it in total. Yeah. So by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, like I'm getting pretty it's tired working. now. Yeah, like yeah. by the time you hit like eight, nine, 10, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm like pushing now. How are your shoulders with that? Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like doing overhead stuff. I see people doing like, um, like shoulder press, yeah. that shit just hurts me looking at it. It's sketchy, yeah. Yeah, and then I see people like they'll grab the cable like this and they'll like go here, yeah, like yeah, yeah. literally just doing it this fucking it. destroys everything in my upper body. Really, eh? Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. don't know how people do that, man. I can do that one. Like I, I got introduced to doing that one late. It's, it's kind of like, I guess for people listening, the opposite of like an upright row, you're instead of pulling from a low, you're pulling from like eye level or higher right. and doing that row. And yeah, it's all like trap and yeah. like, you know, I love rows, but just regular rows yeah. where I can be here. Yeah. Anything like up, up top here, yeah. I just like ruins me. It is a weird one. You yeah. can't go too heavy with that either. It's no. sketchy. Yeah. Um, so I had a bit of like a, a emotional roller coaster uh, yesterday. Yeah, let's hear about it because this is Saturday, so tomorrow is supposed to be marathon day. Yeah, so yeah, three three months of prep, <laughs> kind of not down the drain. That's not the attitude I had, but like in a sense, it's like kind of like prepping for a fight. You still get good at it, but then if you get injured and the fight's canceled, yeah. you don't get to like perform the thing you've been working so hard for. I know. 
So yeah, like I, I officially kind of pulled the plug on the marathon yesterday. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was wild. I, I told Aaron before I went to run, I was like, I'm about 90 to 95% sure this isn't going to work. Like just being honest with myself. I know how my leg feels when I'm holding pads. Yeah. I know I can feel it when I sleep, if I move it in a weird position. Mm-hmm. Like if those things are kind of like, I can feel it. Yeah then running 42 kilometers is most likely I'm going to feel it to the extreme. So I told her right out of the gate, I'm like, I'm like 90 to 95% sure this isn't going to go well. But I was like, I'm still, there's like 5% or 10% of me that's hopeful that like, who knows, maybe if I like adjust the way I run, like maybe it won't flare up that bad. And so I went out for my first run and I literally was like, I'm going to try to run around the block. That's it. Just do one lap around the block. So I did exactly that. And man, as I'm running, I'm like, I'm like feeling pretty good. Cause I'm like, okay, like I can, I can feel the pain, but it's not increasing at all. It's just the same pain that when I walk, sleep or do anything, it's just kind of there and I'm running and I'd run around the block and I get back to the, the condo and Aaron's like, so how was it? I was like, this is a victory. I was like, I'm fine. Like everything's good. I'm going to go for another run. Yeah. So I talked to her a little bit. So I'm like, okay, now I'm going to try to do like, um, like one kilometer. So I like went out and did one kilometer and I'm like, I broke like just like a little bit of a sweat and I'm just like feeling really pumped where I'm like, Oh, like this might be possible. Mm-hmm. So then I did one kilometer and I came back and I was like, okay, that 90 to 95% chance that I couldn't run the marathon is now at about like a 70%. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, it's like, I'm, it's dwindling. And <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah talking about the emotional roller coaster of me just it was just humming and hawing where i'm like oh maybe it was like oh, oh no maybe not oh maybe oh yeah. maybe not so i'm like okay now i'm gonna like i'm gonna try to run like i don't know four or five kilometers and because if i if i can do that and it doesn't flare up at all like i might just do the marathon yeah and then i'm like running and now i'm like really starting <laughs> to sweat and i'm just fucking pumped like smiling and running because i'm like oh shit like this is fucking this might happen mm-hmm. Um, and then right at around the four kilometer mark, I could just feel like a sharp pain. It just started like, it was like the, the pain where it's like, I knew I needed to stop running and I stopped immediately. I was like, I'm not pushing through this. Like I've been out for long enough. So it just zapped my sails right away. So I came home and Aaron's like, so how was it? I was like, Oh, it's off. I'm not, but yeah, you think about it. If at four K's doing that, that's only one tenth of your marathon. Exactly. Like that's a long way to go. And I'm, I'm lucky that I stopped when I did because I could, so I, I stopped at around the four kilometer mark and I walked home for about 10 minutes. And as I was walking, like I could feel the pain increasing. Like it was like starting to like throb and tighten up. And I'm like, Oh, could you imagine if I just ran a a marathon on that leg? Like I'd be destroyed for like a year. It would just ruin that right leg. You probably wouldn't have been able to finish. No. Um, and it just reminded me of like the book do hard things where it's like, there's such a time and a place to push through pain and now's not the time. Yeah. Like, sure, it's big race day, but I don't get paid to run. And I was thinking about, like, this book, Do Hard Things. The hard thing for me is not to do the marathon and push through the pain. The hard thing for me is to, or sorry, the, yeah, the the hard thing for me is to not do the marathon. Exactly. It's not like the challenge of the marathon itself. Yeah. Like, every part of me is like, just do the marathon. Like, that part's easy. For me, just to push through this pain and just to say that I did a marathon, that part's easy. 
the do hard things part for me is to literally not do the marathon, listen to my body, rest, rehab, and be smart. Yeah. Like that part is where I have to be like, ooh. Yeah, like, I can just see it like, ooh. It's like, really tough, man. Can't do this. And so, yeah, like it's the, the, the do hard things was all about knowing when to push through pain and when to make the right decision. That's what like real toughness, um, that's how you develop real toughness. Cause if I did this, I'd be out for how long and now I can't run. Now I'm just walking and rehabbing for three months. You, you know yourself, you knew yeah. that the truth is like yesterday. I can't do it this time. Yeah. This time I can't do it. Yeah. But it's crazy though, man. Like the urge to push through it and like to, to be like a David Goggins is very strong. Yeah. Like even today I woke up and I felt my leg and I was like, it's not worse than it was yesterday. Yeah. I still like, like I, it. yeah. Like the, the thought keeps flickering into my head and I just have to be like, no. <laughs> so is it, is it any worse from before you started the run? I can feel feel it more but it's the pain hasn't increased it did yesterday yeah like but when i went to bed and woke up this morning it's not that much worse but see, it's because i stopped at the yeah. right time see that's good at least at least you didn't hurt it more and it's yeah. like maybe maybe next week you can do a 10k and without any pain and maybe you can just start to you know get I, back to normal i probably won't be able to run 10k for a, a probably a close to a month you think so hey eh? it's yeah. still yeah it's that bad well it must be a serious thing man i don't know but that's the weird thing like the ultrasound the doctor called me and like they didn't see any soft tissue damage and i was just like man are you tripping like there's gotta be something like it's been swollen for 10 days like i i'm like like unless it's just the worst shin splints um but yeah, it was funny when I was getting the ultrasound, I was like laying there and I was just curious to see what like the inside of a leg would look like, yeah. you know, if it's like the, I've seen like the photos of like a pregnant woman, you looking at the ultrasound and so I'm laying there and I'm like, Hey, can I like look at that? <laughs> Bro? She said, no, she's like, no, like it's like, not really. I just stood up and looked at the ultrasound. I was like, what are you going to fucking pin me down? Like, go fuck yourself. I was like, I've seen videos of women looking at the ultrasound. Like they she, show you. Yeah. She literally was like, no, like it's, she kind of just said no. Wow. And so I like sat up and I just was looking at it while she was doing it. And I could tell she was like irritated. And then I was irritated. I'm like, you better do a good job of this fucking ultrasound. Wow. Now you're all pissy. Like, yeah, it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, man. Huh? Um, but yeah, she did one other thing that just fucking irked me really bad. Oh yeah. After that. Cause you see, I asked her if I could see the ultrasound like live while she was scanning my leg and she kind of said no. So I sat up and then she was like, yeah, you can just Google like the, an, uh, like an ultrasound image. And I'm like, fucking, you better Google self-defense cause I'm about to smack you. <laughs> fucking, I was like, man, this is stupid. Man, I've gotten a couple different ultrasounds in my life and you can watch as they're doing it on the screen. They just turn the screen towards yeah. you and yeah. they're cool about it. It's really frustrating. That's weird. Man. Yeah. So there's still swelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's kind of weird that after this amount of time, there's swelling. Still. It's visual. I can see it. I've yeah. been seeing it every day. I look down at like, like I just look down exactly. at my legs and I can you see the right side is like puffed up and I'm like, shit, man, I wonder if it, it's not like an infection of some sort. Like it's just weird. It doesn't. It feels like a like some damage. Like yeah, just when I was running, the the feeling that I got, like it wasn't like um, it wasn't like fluid building up from like an. Uh, it didn't feel like an infection. It felt like there's damage in there. Yeah. It could be a stress fracture. I haven't gotten X-rays yet. Yeah. Or it could just be like severe shin splints where it's just swelling up. Yeah. You know. But anyway, I just walked over to Lucien's. He's having a grad show. We were walking the dog. I saw and that. His cousin just came out from Regina today and 
him and his wife or his wife's doing the marathon tomorrow. Mm. I guess they do marathons. Mm. They're from Regina. Oh, so they're probably doing the Queen City. That's, That's the one what I'm I told them to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Queen City's on yeah. my scope now. So where's your where's your mindset at now? Like, are you because this is just kind of out of the picture? Yeah. Are you still more focused on running than than like fighting kind of thing, or where are you at? I joked to Kurt because he said that I might have a fight in September. Like we talked about mm. that, and I just was like, I'm gonna do both. I was like, depending on the time, I would like to run a marathon and and fight if possible. Yeah. I don't know if I can, but I just, I want to, I, I have a tough time moving on from not doing this marathon. I was yeah. very set on this. Yeah. Um, say, so I don't know. I don't know. I have to just play it by feel Yeah. Just see how my body feels, uh, you know, but, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting when that time comes. Cause like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to sign up for a fight while prepping for a marathon. I kind of just have to get this marathon out of the way. Yeah. Right? That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel very like strong about it. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking like, I'm like, man, why do I, why do I like to run so much? And why do so many other people like to run so much? I think a huge part of it is just that solitude, that ability to just leave your place and just be with yourself and just run. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that. Mm -hmm. Like even just yesterday when I was running to see if my leg was okay, like that three kilometers before my leg hurt, it was just like fucking bliss, man. <clears throat> I was just like, man, I feel good. Yeah. You just have no restrictions. I'm running down like um, residential roads and I find like a little pathway I yeah. run through there I run through a park you know I touch down by the river I'm just like man I feel free yeah there's something freeing about it isn't it and it's just it's like you you know like I talk about introverts and just it, it's not that an introvert is shy it's that social interaction drains them mm -hmm. and I've been really busy at the gym with privates this week and last week and just in yeah. general I've been really busy it zaps my energy and when I go for a run, it's like I gather energy. I'm in solitude. I'm just mm -hmm. by myself. So as I'm running, I just, I feel like I'm like gaining more like energy for the next day to be able to, you know, work with my students again and have the energy I need to be in class. And, um, but it's, yeah, it's like the run is like a, a it's like a way for me to charge up. Mm -hmm. Even just getting out of the house of like, like with Aaron, like I taught, I told her the other day, I was like, um, you know, sometimes I, I just, I want to be alone more. And that was the one massive thing that I enjoyed, you know, being in the van is I really felt that solitude. I, thr I thrive in that. I kind of need more of that. Yeah. And so running was such a great way for me to, to not have to lock myself in the bedroom and Aaron just in the living room. It's like, I could just leave the house. Yeah. Just say, hey, can you watch Layla? I got to get out of here. I just have to totally be by man. myself. And even with martial arts, even though you're, you're dialed in, you're present you're still interacting with people. Yeah. So running is a lot more solitude, eh? Yeah. Solitary, however you want to say And like with Mark Zuckerberg saying that's the reason he yeah. quit running and got into jujitsu is because he wanted his mind to like stop thinking where like I like, I like both. I love being in martial arts and being super focused. I can't daydream when I'm holding pads for people or when I'm training myself. I'm like super dialed in. But then I love the you know, the, the running aspect of it where I can just like a daydream sometimes, you exactly. know, sometimes I'll, I'll tune into my body and be like, well, how's your form body feeling? Okay. Yeah. And then, then I'll just start thinking about shit mm -hmm. and you could do it for hours, yeah. you know, especially when you're running like longer runs, yeah. like you run for three hours straight. That's a long time to sit there and think, sit there in your thoughts or, or run and think, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I can see both ways. Sometimes you can still, your analytical mind is still going when you're running, but sometimes you are just fucking gone you, yeah. you know and like you're not thinking and you're just dialed and you're mm -hmm. going you know yeah yeah it's a nice feeling yeah um there was one other thing too um with injuries and i catch myself doing this too 
uh, even yesterday, I, I kind of said it and it's like, it's true, but it's not. So I get back from the run and I'm like kind of choked. Cause like I went for a walk with Aaron and she's talking to me and I could hardly even talk. Cause I just, all my energy was zapped. Cause I was just pissed off. I'm just kind of like, fuck, like yeah. I just choked. And I, and that was okay. I'm, I was just like sitting with the emotions of just being a little bit frustrated. And, um, and then I posted on my story, like all oh, my leg flared up at four kilometers. I kind of was just telling people what was going on. And I saw the guy that lost his feelings in his legs and is now paralyzed from the waist down. He liked my post. And I was just like, oh, like I'm bitching about some bullshit. Mm. Like I, I'm just a, a little bit injured. And I, you know, I'm kind of like people have it way worse. But then, you know, Aaron reminded me and I, I always know this too. <clears throat> That way of thinking, like, oh, somebody's always got it worse, it doesn't mean you can dismiss your struggles. Mm. Like, it doesn't mean that you dismiss it. Just like that guy with, that was paralyzed from the waist down, I bet he's had, had injuries that were far less than that that really crushed him. That was like, yeah. fuck, like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, you can still go through that feeling of, oh, this sucks. Exactly. And if that happened to me, what happened to him, it's just like, you just, now that's your problem. Like that's now you're living with that. But it's like, if you always just think, oh, somebody's got it worse and you're just never, you'll never deal with your shit. Yeah. You're, you'll never deal with your shit. You yeah. just dismiss all your problems. Because there's always going to be something worse than you. It's yeah. like, oh, this, this person got raped and murdered and right. tortured. Yeah. So it's like, it, I'm, I'm a paraplegic now, but it's not that bad. So like, I can't complain. Exactly. Like that, <laughs> that guy's probably seen videos of people that have it way worse than him. Exactly. And yeah. so it's just, yeah, you have to just kind of sit with what happening with you now yeah. and and just ride with that yeah. feel that you know man i need that too that um that recharge of running of freeing my mind i was talking about that last night with steve is you know i'm i'm so busy i'm always on the go and um you just you just need that man i feel yeah. so good after a run like i'm recharged i'm a better person i'm a better boyfriend i'm i'm just better you know like i it shakes off a lot of that irritableness and that a runner's high it's real man. you know and it's like man we just need that balance dude yeah i always think about like the, the things that humans are like supposed to do walk run and jump yeah like those are just three things that we should all be efficient yeah. in and so like when you're running it just really feels like i'm supposed to be doing this yeah it's hard on the body yeah you got to train for it and like yeah. prep for it and ease into it yeah i'm learning and but, like hanging from our hands, picking stuff off, yeah. stuff up off the ground, like yeah. all of these essential things. Bro, there's a guy, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's like, uh, he's a fucking real life Tarzan. Like he, um, I think I did see, oh, yeah. I, I, I should post it on my story. I don't know if I sent it to you or if you just saw I, it. I think your... you, you sent something to me through Instagram. Okay. Yeah. It's just this guy who like you were saying, like, like hanging from a bar or something, but this guy or climbing, just, you know, he just jumps tree to tree. Like he's 40 feet in the air <clears throat> and he'll jump from the top of a tree to another one and just latch onto it. The guy's just insanely strong and agile. He yeah. looks like a monkey, but he's a human. He's just some white guy with long hair that literally is like living in the jungle. Yeah. And he said like, this is like, this is my exercise. This is my training. Yeah. Guys just shredded. Crazy, eh? Yeah, man. It's fucking cool to watch. Yeah, super cool. Like he'll, he'll jump off of a tree that's 40 feet high and just stomp the landing because his feet, his ankles, his shins, his hips, everything just so used to impact. And mm -hmm. it's like used to that motion yeah. that he can just do shit that like would break both my legs. Yeah. It's wild. Man. man, the opposite of that. I don't know if you've seen this a few weeks ago, this video surfaced. I think it went viral. This, um, I think it was a lady it might have been a man i think I it was a lady about. though with the the baby stroller yeah 
So this person, their baby stroller starts rolling away from them, from their vehicle, towards like a freeway. Yeah, it looked like a, yeah, it looked like a, like a Idlewild type freeway. Yeah. Like people doing like 90 kilometers an hour type shit. And it's like, I don't know, it's like 30 feet away. And this person, they're oh, very obese. They fall and their cart is just slowly going towards the traffic. They're trying to get up, they're fighting and they're falling. And they're probably like panicking inside. It's probably so horrific. It's almost like a bad dream where you just have like, you're falling into quicksand. Right. They're, they're exhausted. Their adrenaline's going. They realize the situation and they can't even get up off the ground yeah. to go and just take a few steps and grab the stroller. And it's just slowly going. It's almost like a movie. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, they always say like parents are there to protect. Yeah. Not all parents, like not in today's age. Some parents can't. You literally, like, she was about to watch her own kid die because she couldn't get up. And it was just slowly rolling away and she couldn't get off the ground. Yeah. And to me, what she was going through is probably like sleep paralysis where you're trying to move and like you're so like shot of adrenaline and endorphins and the the reality of what's happening that like she just, it's almost like you can't dial 911 because you're panicking. And she just can't get up. And obviously her body, like she's not trained to just right. be able to sprint or take it. And she probably hasn't been in discomfort in a long time either. So it's like the, the discomfort of falling probably shook her whole nervous system and froze her. Where she's yeah. like, holy shit. And all of a sudden, holy shit. You see your baby about to get steamrolled by a vehicle. You and then the guy him. comes to the rescue and he's getting like praised. And he's just this guy who was able to grab it before yeah. it hit the traffic. Yeah. But that's a scary situation. And that's why it's important. Like, look. Not every adult has to, or every parent has to run a marathon or be a blue belt in jujitsu, but it's like, you have to be able to move. You know, you have to have like the functionality to just operate and have some range of motion and be able to jump a bit or pick something up or like hang or like. Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's your duty. It's your duty. If you're gonna have kids. It's your duty. If you're not gonna have kids, I don't really care. But like, to be honest, if you're gonna have kids, like I saw that firsthand, I've said this story before, but I literally saw that exact thing you just said, maybe a little less extreme, but I watched a husband and a wife let their kid crawl through a little like construction zone up metal stairs by the train bridge and started walking up. The parents were too obese to get past the barricade, so they literally were watching their kid walk up metal stairs that were open like she, the kid could have just fallen wow. off. I'm in my wow. vehicle about to get up and, and be like, holy fuck, I'm going to jump that thing and grab the kid. And instead, the parents grabbed this biker, guy with his headphones in, biking by. They're like, hey, could you grab our kid because we can't do anything. Wow. And the biker, you could see, kind of looked at them and was like, this pisses me off. But yes, I'll grab your fucking holy kid for you. Shit. So he takes his headphones off, jumps the barricade, grabs the kid and is like, here you go. Like, see this bike I'm on? Like, man, you can start any day you want, but it was like, I'm watching this being like, this is frustrating. That's an eye opener. Yeah. You know, what's interesting though, is like, I don't know, I don't know, not the body shame, but it's like, um, I, I saw someone recently that was like a legit anorexic and I'm not sure what is more like sad to see, like someone morbidly obese or someone with severe anorexia. Is that how you say it? Anorexia. anorexia. Yeah. I think. 
it's the spectrum they're both just as unfortunate it's really scary man yeah. i saw her and like good honor for like and and i love seeing this again i've seen like obese people at the gym i've seen this anorexic person at the gym like they're at the gym so like maybe like maybe they realize it and they're like i need to put some muscle on but man i looked at her and i was just like oh shit like you're like you're dying of just not like you got nothing on you it was just like sharp shoulders you could just see the bones and everything i'm like fuck man this is like kind of scary yeah it was like kind of freaking me out watching i'm like man this is like a fucking skeleton you look like a skeleton and the sad part is she probably thinks she looks a little bit overweight and she needs to lose weight not crazy because you get to that point where you're so skinny that there's there's no fat but like maybe just the structure of your hips are a certain diameter wide and it's almost like that's too big for you. So right. you start to get right. to that thing where it's like, I still need to get smaller, but it's like, no, your skeleton isn't smaller than yeah. this. Yeah, and your skeleton's not shrinking either. Yeah. You know, they think it's they're crazy, like man. the bone hips are gonna shrink in or something, but yeah. Yeah, it's really scary. Yeah. But like what a journey, man, the the back to getting injured. Um think about over a decade when you're doing sports, you know, whatever athletic feat it is you're doing how many little nags and injuries come and how much you learn. Cause you learn about physio and you learn about rehab and you learn about all of these different things. And it's just like, we're all on our own journey. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know if you had any more about this, but I could get into the injury. Yeah, I, dude. Had. Yeah. I want to be careful using the word injury because it's not like a very severe injury, but so about a week ago, it started with my neck. I had told you this before. I, I don't know if it's sometimes from anxiety, stress, it's just a bad habit, but I just like crack my neck all the time. And I noticed that if I'm more busy, more stressed, it's just, it's almost like a tick that is, it's instant gratification. It's pleasure. It's almost like scratching an itch. Mm. It's like, I just have this feeling and I just have to like kink my neck and it cracks or it tweaks. And it just gives me like five seconds of release. Like I'm scratching an itch. And when I'm stressed too, sometimes I'm driving and I'm like realizing like, man, stop moving. (laughs) Like, like I'm just like twisting my neck and just like, Mm. And so anyways, I think I did jujitsu the day before, but I don't think I did anything at jujitsu. I might've slept funny that night too, but I woke up with just one of those ridiculously sore necks where you have to like pick your head up to get out of bed with your hands. And, um, it's, it's, it's been about a week. It's still really, it's almost there, but it's still, I can feel it like turning my head. So I'm a couple of days ago, I'm almost at the end of dealing with my neck, just frustrated. I'm like, this is just dumb, you know? And I'm deadlifting and I... It'll help save your neck. <laughs> yeah. Just meathead shit. <laughs> and I fucked my back up. And I've done this to my back. I don't even know the throwing your back out, pull a muscle. I don't know exactly what it is. But um, I've probably done this about five times within the last, I don't know, eight or so years. So it's the same thing that's happened to me either from squatting or deadlifting. And... Um, I feel like I have pretty good form, but what I think happens is I get a little bit lazy for like a quarter of a second. And you know how it is. If you're focusing on form, it puts more load on your legs. It's harder. It's more resistance because you have to be disciplined and engage your whole core and your legs. And you get lazy and you just kind of use your back instead of keeping your glutes activated or whatever it is. And, um, when it happens, it's not even like it's with my max weight. Sometimes it's with like a warm up weight. But the last time it happened to me was in New York. I was, I had dumbbells in each hand and I was doing um, just like squats. And it happened as I was either going up or down. Mm. 
this time happened, I was deadlifting and as I was setting it, like slowly going back down, it was just mid, 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 mid movement. And I just felt it click and I just dropped the weight. And I was like, fuck, mm. I just knew right away. Yeah. And I was just so pissed off because I know what this is about and right. I know what my next few days are going to be like. And uh. you know, it's just, if you stand there and try to like do hip circles, you, you can't even do it. Your hips yeah. are just jacked. Uh. And, um, I wonder if it's like, cause I, I get that with like running. Like I've said it before, like anytime I feel knee pain or anything, it's because my form's off. So I have to tune back into the form as soon as I adjust the form and my <laughs> form is like, to me, flawless Yeah, pain goes away. But it's like, if I get lazy, that's when the aches happen. You know, I'm like, um, yeah, maybe your core is not engaged or whatever. Your form's a little off. It's like, that's usually when you'll blow something out and like yeah. fuck up. So it's incredible. Like the. So I like weightlifting, especially with like maybe heavier weight is like, you really do have to like tune into your body you have to be focused and, and feel dial. everything. Like, where's your bat? Like, yeah. bro, when I see, uh, you know, Bradley Martin, Yeah. he had a, he had a girl and a guy is <laughs> a, is a, a black guy and a black girl. I think they, the one guy was like a rapper. I don't know what the, maybe the girl was a rapper. Oh yeah. It was Christian, Christian rock or Christian rock in this, um, blue face. Yeah. Blue face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see them deadlifting? Yeah, yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> so I was talking to Justin, who was like, a, I think he was like a provincial power lifter. Yeah. Like he said, when we're when we're training, like we train all year round, and like they then they have their shows. Yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure he said they never max out. They're never going for their max until it's showtime. Yeah. And like I see motherfuckers in the gym once a week doing their max. Yeah. How heavy can you go? Yeah. Bench press, squat, two deadlift. Rep or one rep or... And these fucking people, man, on Bradley Martin's podcast, like when people start to like, like they're Dude. like, like fucking jolting up and down, they're like vibrating they were and both shaking. Their neck is like doing that. I'm like, hey, too much weight. Yeah. And like, here's Bradley Martin, like, fuck, good job. Like kind of encouraging it. I'm like, man, like that's dumb. Especially with those two. They don't work out. Yeah. Like, do you want them to just destroy their back for years? Man, her, as terrible as it was to watch, pretty fucking impressive. That yeah, girl's she, got some strength. Yeah, well, how, many, how much weight was that? Do you remember? I feel like it was like three plates a side. Maybe two for sure. Like 225 for sure. Damn. I think it might have been 315. That's crazy. Yeah, and this this and she's a crazy girl too. Yeah, she seems like a fucking crazy. Like they're girl. viral, and she's like pregnant, getting hammered, and like she's always like fighting him. They have like the most domestic abusive relationship ever. <laughs> yeah, but, I have no idea who those people are. So the story with him, so he's a rapper, and she's just famous off just being a crazy fucking lady. He was he's a rapper, but he was like a pretty promising high school football player. So he was actually like an athlete, huh. and then he just started rapping. And I don't know, I don't listen to his music, but he's. He's a pretty famous rapper, but he doesn't work out and shit anymore. So, okay. um, but yeah, that was a pretty funny video to watch. Yeah. But back with, um, to what I'm doing. So yeah, Steve was here last night and he was, Steve's got good form and he was showing me just some little details and it really helped like just while I was like, okay, that's what I need to improve more, you know? Mm. But, um, when do you deadlift much? Do you play with deadlifts, even uh, lightweight? I or? haven't yet. Okay. No. Cause one thing. Like letting it down slow is kind of the sketchy part. Yeah. And like when he does it, he lifts it up and then he doesn't just drop it, but he pretty much drops it. Yeah, yeah. And then I've just does up like that and pretty much drops it. And yeah, that would be a lot less sketchy to me because I'm always, especially when I'm doing heavier weight, like 
putting my hips back and going down is always like a bit of a, just a sketchy part, you know? Right. And I'm trying to think of like the functionality of like the deadlift and like putting things down, especially in regards to MMA. When you're going for a takedown, you're not gently putting someone down. It's the explosion upwards that you want. Yeah. It's like you want to be able to like pick something up. Yeah. And so like to set something down softly, unless you're working for a moving company, it's not yeah. that necessary to set something down, especially with like the kind of weight that you'd be deadlifting. Yeah. You know, like what are you going to set down gently? That's 225 pounds or whatever. Yeah. I can see that point. I yeah. remember and it's, it's kind of weird because the negative motion of certain workouts seems to be important. Like even bench press, for example, I remember GSP used to work out this way where, you know, you take it off and like you bring it down slow and then you jack it up. Right. You bring it down slow and you go as hard as you can. So, but I think that negative slow can be good for muscle building. Right. But I don't know if it's the same with the deadlift. And the thing that pisses me off is look, I lift weights to keep a bit of a physique, keep strength, keep my joints strong and supplement martial arts. So when I injure myself doing the thing that's supposed to be protecting me, just in my head, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, what do you, why are you deadlifting anyways? Right. Like, do lay on your stomach and like lift your hands and legs up to work your lower back out. Like you don't need to be deadlifting. And yeah, so you kind of get hard on yourself, you know, and then, yeah. And it's one of those things where like, I don't know how much like weight you're doing or how hard it is that the deadlifts you're doing. But like, I just always remember what Justin said, like when they train for like, like strength training, it's, he just said, we're not touching heavy weight. Like, it's just like higher reps, lower weight, but controlled. Yeah. You know? And then when it's yeah. showtime, like then you stack weight on, but yeah. Um, fuck, it's the same thing with running, man. Like, and that's one of my biggest lessons and going back to like doing hard things. A hard thing for me is to run slower. It's almost impossible for me. It's not impossible. And I I will learn how to do it. I'll have to, if I want to do this for a long time, which I do. Um, but yeah, just running slow. It's like to run, run fast or long, you have to run slow. Yeah. So sometimes you just, you know, you know, maybe it's like lower weight or like less intensity or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And you know what too is because I've had this type of injury before. Well, first of all, what I did immediately after was, um, I just YouTube some shit, you know, how to deal with when you hurt your lower back lifting weights and, and I watched one video and it was just really important. It was just kind of the mental aspect behind it. It's like, look, when it happens, don't be like, oh, I'm so dumb. Why did this happen to me? I'm hurt. I'm going to be out for so long. This is shitty. You almost just have to, like, it is what it is and and keep moving, you know, like do different stretches, go for walks. It's going to be painful for the first 48 hours. But if you just be like, okay, I'm now hurt. And then you go sit on the couch and just don't do anything. And you just no, sit yeah. your, it's not good. And at first I was like, yeah, fuck, I can't move right now. It hurts. I was kind of like in the negative, but then I just kept doing my shit, you know? And I realized like, man, the more I am moving, like it just, it's already feeling so much better. And yeah. so it's been whatever, just over two days. I think it was Wednesday. And you know, like the next day I rolled the bike yesterday, I did body weight shit. And I feel like it's just helped so much to get it better is just keeping the mindset of, look, it's not the end of the world. I didn't break my spine. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Don't, have that mindset of, Oh, I'm out now. You know, right. Something I always think about when I get injured is like, there's always something I can do. Yeah. There's always something I can do to improve. Yeah. Um, like with the running thing, if I can't run, I can watch videos and learn and study. I can still lift weights. Like I couldn't do martial arts, but Wednesday I did a bag session just like while Kurt was teaching class. 
I just hit the bag. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. I'm just not bouncing around, exactly. not moving that much. I'm not throwing kicks. I'm not throwing yeah. knees. I'm just boxing. Yeah. But I can do that. Exactly. You know, I can lift weights. I can ride a bike. Yeah. Like that has no impact on like yeah. whatever damage it did to my leg. Yeah. So there's always something you can do. I remember working with a student. The one time he, he hurt his right hand. And so I'm like, okay, it's all good. We'll work kicks, knees, and left hands. 100%. And then he hurt his right leg. And then he still came in. It's like, now it's just left Lat- leg, left hand. Left away headbutts. Let's go. Yeah. And he was throwing lead elbows, jabs, yeah. like ho- lead hooks, exactly. like everything on his left side. Yeah. So like, there's always something you can do. Like lucky I've been working with him for a while now. His, his, um, his left hand has been just buggered up for the longest time. For a while, we weren't throwing it at all. Now it's like I use a little paddle so he can like not have so much impact on his mm, hand. Yeah, yeah. But we still get working. He yeah. still gets better. <clears throat> yeah. There's always something you can do when you're injured. It does. It's not yeah. an excuse to just do nothing. Hundred percent. And th- there's no way out. There's always something you can do. And that's what I did the next day. I rode her bike for the first time. Mm. And I did 22 kilometers. It was 45 minutes. Burnt 500 calories. I was soaking wet. I nice. was like, I'm sitting down. I feel great. Yeah. And also that night, because I took jujitsu off, that's exactly what I did. I decided to um, just lay there with my eyes shut and like visualize all the recent jujitsu stuff I've learned. And then I watched all my saved videos of jujitsu techniques. So I was like visualizing technique and getting my memory down, you know? So that's, that's a positive, it's a positive. And the one last thing I want to say about this injury, it's funny because, you know, after this happened, standing in the mirror looking, I couldn't like stand up straight and I can just see my hips are just like a little mangled. Mm. I'm like, fuck, that's, that doesn't look like a healthy posture. So what happens, and I already know this is coming because it's happened to me so many times and I need to find a way to make it not happen again because I can't just get used to like, hey, once a year, I'm going right. to throw my back out. It's not good. And as I get older, it's, it's just not worth it. So I might have to adjust like my leg, my back days kind of thing. Um, but I know after two to four days, I'm going to start feeling significantly better or, two, you know, three days to a week, maybe I'm going to start feeling significantly better. But then about two weeks later, I start to get that sciatica type of a hip right. pain. And I think it's because for that week or whatever it is, I'm overcompensating with how I'm moving and walking and, you know, subconsciously we do that. So I tighten or hurt another part of my body. So I have all these physio movements and stretches and positions that I hold to like activate stabilizers that are going to help combat the second injury that comes after this injury. So I've gotten better at combating that second injury, which I know is coming and I can be proactive to like start doing the movements before I have the the pain fully there. That's what injuries are all about. It's not to just like, yeah, sit and rest till you're better and do the exact same thing you were doing before. It's like, what caused the injury? Is there a way to bulletproof that spot? Yeah. Like that's all I've been thinking about during this injury is like, this isn't happening again. Yeah. How do I bulletproof my shins? Yeah. I want my calves, ankles, knees, hips, shins, everything to be like fucking solid. Yeah. Cause I've talked to like elite runners who've been running for years. They get zero shin splints. They don't get fucking knee pain. They don't get hip pain. It's just they're They've been doing all the right things for so many years that they just know how to listen to their body, when to back off, when to push it. And so, yeah, it's like when you're injured, it's almost like a weird little blessing where you're like, okay, yeah. let's sit. Like, let's actually listen to my body. Like, is what happened preventable? Yeah. 
can I strengthen that part? Like when you watch knees over toes and you hear him talk, you're like, the reason that guy's so knowledgeable and so good at what he does is because he's had all the injuries. Yeah. He's been there before. He knows yeah. what it's like to fucking feel like shit. And he's just exactly. rehabbed it to a point where, yeah, he'll just drop down in the splits in the middle of a podcast with zero warm up. Yeah. Guy doesn't stretch. It's so funny when he jumps toes. and he lands like on his toes and he puts like his knees on it. It's wild, man. Yeah. But yeah, you think how much of a blessing in disguise. He wouldn't be the knees over toes guy if he didn't yeah. have all these injuries. Exactly. And it's that thing we talked about. You almost have to fail before you can learn the thing. Floyd Mayweather is another perfect example. I was just talking to, um, shit, who was I talking to uh, yesterday about it? Um, Oh, I forget who it was. We were talking about Floyd Mayweather. And when it was like Pretty Boy Floyd, he was kind of a knockout artist. Like he hit people hard. He would drop people. Then his hands got shattered a bunch of times. Mm. Broken hands. Turn him into a defensive fighter. Exactly. Now he's the greatest fighter ever. He's undefeated. 50-0 yeah. or whatever. Like that's because his injuries. Yeah. He, did, he knew he couldn't <laughs> land big bombs. So he's like, I'm going to get so good defensively and just not get hit and just touch. Touch, 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 defend. Touch, 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 yeah. defend. And it's because of an injury. 100%. You know? See, what my issue is, is, you know, I'll have like a shoulder issue or whatever it is, and I'll start to do physio and I'll learn these movements that are like, okay, this is going to strengthen my stabilizers. It's going to help my posture. It's going to, you know, strengthen the area around the joints. This is going to be good. So I do it. And then once the thing is better, I stop doing it. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like some of these things we have to continue to do to keep yeah. that strength there yeah but it sometimes it's like there's not enough time in a day if you want to still train and work out you can't like physio your whole body and stretch and you know that's why i'm incorporating all my physio stuff into my workouts that's exactly what i do yeah like when i go to motion now it's like i'm doing tibia exercises i'm doing the knees over toes mm -hmm. shit yeah i'm doing all that stuff as just part of my workout it's yeah. it's like i'm prioritizing it and it, not now because I can't do it. I don't have like the muscle right now and it hurts it too much. So I feel like it'll swell it more and yeah. like it just needs to rest. Yeah. But I'm going to prioritize it more than squats, more than bench. Yeah. Like I just, I want those strong weak spots, you know, mm -hmm. I, I need the weak spots to be stronger. Mm -hmm. There's something enjoyable about, you know, building yourself back up and doing yeah. those types yeah. of things. You feel like it's just the, the grind, the process of getting that strength back like there's something about it that's that's where my head's at and it's it's really cool like a shout out to everyone who sent me nice messages but like some of the messages like it, it's almost like they thought that i was like gonna shoot myself because i couldn't do the marathon and i'm like i'm good <laughs> people like, are like you, are you okay bro you yeah like one, like, like one guy you know i'm good on him like a, this guy's super nice guy but he's like um i hope you find peace and like and i was like it's not that bad like <laughs> I, like I, I genuinely had fun. The last three months were a fucking blast, yeah. man. I loved running. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Not one run was I like, shit, I got to go do this thing. <laughs> it was exciting, man. And like even this rehab process, like I'm, I'm, I, I'm pumped to like buy knees over toes equipment and learn about tibia strength and like all these things. It's fun. I'm choked that I can't do the marathon, but it's like I find the more that you're into athletics and performance and like lifting weights, the more injuries are just a part of life, mm -hmm. you know, just like just any kind of setback is just a part of life. Life isn't just like from here and then you just go up to whatever your destination is. It's just like a roller coaster ride of ups and downs. And so when like a down happens, you're like, yeah, it sucks. But like onward we go, we learn, we grow, we get better. We talked about that before of, do you think it's possible to just have bliss and always be happy? And it's like, 
know we're always going to be choked when the thing or the obstacle happens it's just about how quick you can right. be like okay this is the reality where do i go from here yeah. how can i turn this into a positive yeah it's the same thing with an injury yeah it, it's always going to suck when you get injured. always but then you know what if in an hour you can be like okay i'm excited to start rehabbing this i can't do this but at least i can do this right the quicker you can get into that mindset the better and like i, I heard somebody say this and i agree with it it's like anytime something bad happens like if it's like a breakup an injury whatever like you have one day to mourn mm. or if something really good happens, you have one day to celebrate. Mm. And then That's important too. Like not just the bad shit, the good shit too. So you're not like living in the past being like, Oh, like back yeah. in high school, I was a fucking man. And just like, Hey man, you're 35 now. Yeah. You know, it's like celebrate the wins for a day and then move on. Yeah. You know, mourn for a day, then move on. So like, um, Friday when I, or yeah, yesterday when I found out I couldn't do the marathon, I was fucking bummed out. I was like, my energy got zapped. Yeah. Like walking with Aaron, she's like asking me about all this shit. I'm just giving her one word answers. I just had nothing in me. Yeah. I just was like, I just want to sit here and fucking sulk for a day. Okay. Yeah. Can I just yeah. do that? Yeah. And then when we got home, I told her, I was like, Hey, just so you know what? I was quiet back there. Cause I'm just choked about the marathon. I'm like, it's nothing you did. And she's like, thanks for letting me know. But I just had to tell her because otherwise she's like, fuck, did I do something wrong? Yeah, for sure. Like, no, it's not you. Just I'm just pissed, you know? And the nice thing too about us as humans, when we go to sleep, it's almost like a reset. Mm-hmm. Like I've had those days where I'm like, fuck, I just took a lot of L's today. I just, I'm drained today. You know, it's 10 at night. You're getting ready for bed and you're like, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm going to sleep. It's going to reset and I can just start better tomorrow. I don't want to start yet tonight. I'm just still kind of bummed. Yeah. But tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. I know you do ice baths. Um, do you have baths with Epsom salts? Have it- yeah, I have. <clears throat> I don't all the time. I had my first one a couple nights ago. It oh, was really? actually the, the, ne- the day after this happened. Okay. Um, do you ever like notice anything or you just feel like it's good? No. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what supplement? The only thing that I've ever noticed, like actually work where I was like gun to my head, like did this fucking work? Steroids? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All the other shit is like, ah, oh, like kind of like maybe, yeah. like maybe the creatine's working. Like people give me like these, yeah. I don't melat- like that. melatonin, you know, like, Hey, does that help you sleep? I'm like, ah. Oh, maybe like it's all just humming and hawing and like i'm not shitting on those things it's like it's the like if it's going to help you get one percent better that's that's a massive difference in a span of 30 years so like those little things are good but yeah sometimes i'm like i don't know if it worked when i did steroids i was like oh there's something else in me like lit i knew for a fucking fact because in one day my bench shot up 50 pounds yeah wow like it was just like I, i remember yeah carly rao was spotting me and I just was like, I'm used to benching like natural. It was like 250, 255. And I just, I did that a few times. And then I was like, hey, Carly, can you come downstairs? And she comes down. I was like, I had 305 or something like that on, on, the, on the bench. And I yeah. just popped it off two times. And that's when I was like, okay, that's why people do these. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. Scary. Um, that's fucking significant. Yeah. There's some people that are just all about like their sensitivity to these. It's like you know yeah like melatonin or this and that like oh you're you're gonna notice it it's great and i'm just like i'm lying if i if i tell you i notice it i've been like that with like with weed too like people be like oh man like this shit will this this is the bomb like and i'm like you know what it's the same shit all of it (laughs) all of it's the same how about that it could be a uh a stevia um or not a stevia uh (laughs) 
sativa <laughs> sativa indica a hybrid it makes no difference yeah it's like when you go to the weed store it's yeah. like yeah this one's gonna make you do this, this yeah one's gonna make you do this. Like, just like, give me the weed yeah buddy. yeah you know that's how i am with pre-workout like um you know natalia, you take pre-workout i don't but natalia takes it and so like, like what like some kind of super pump 5000 or what does she take i don't remember what it's i don't remember the brand um huh but it's just that whatever your your classic pre workout yeah, bunch and, of caffeine in there yeah you yeah. know and so like the odd time um, if I go and do a drop in with her and she's having one we'll be like okay I'll make one too and I get my face tingles mm. I feel the tingles yeah, yeah but yeah. it doesn't make me more like okay let's go lift right all it does is it makes my face tingle um, like I don't I'm not like okay I'm much more ready than I normally am right. I just feel tingly. Hmm. So to me, I'm like, this is such a fucking waste of money. Yeah. But the reason I'm taking creatine is like, man, I've just heard it so many times that it's like, it's the best bang for your buck. Like just plain old creatine. Yeah. Like cognitively and physically, like they've done enough studies apparently that it's like, this is like proven it's cheap. It doesn't, it's not like flavor the bunch of shit. It's just creatine. Yeah. So I take it and just hoping that it fucking does something. But yeah, sometimes I'm like. I just don't like wasting my money on shit yeah. that I'm not noticing anything. I know I'm not going to use it forever, but yeah, I started around the same time as you. I think like November, I've been pretty consistently on it. Yeah. Usually like every five or six weeks, I might take a week off. Um, yeah, I'm just playing with it, but I, me as well. I don't notice anything. My weight is up, so I don't know if I'm holding a little more water or whatever it is, but... My weight's up too. I'm, yeah, I'm like 188 <laughs> to 190. So maybe there's a bit of bit of that you know? but that's the thing that's what i don't know is because like i as soon as i started lifting weights and thinking exactly. about gaining weight and eating more i started eating more yeah. and so i'm like well is it the creatine is exactly. the fact that i increased my calories by a thousand or whatever yeah, yeah you know? exactly so yeah i just i don't really know what the thing is that's helping me like put on size yeah but. for sure yeah um <laughs> let's see what else we got on the I, I have something to talk about with layla but i don't know if we're um oh we got i think we got time still yeah yeah Okay, well maybe we'll... Uh, we that can... might lead into one thing that I want to talk about too. Okay, so I brought Layla in to get blood work done. Uh, you know, I think we talked about this, but she was like pissing all over the place. Like she just had uncontrollable, <coughs> uncontrollable pees where she would just be laying there and then she'd stand up and there's just a puddle. Her fur would just be soaked. Oh, so I'd shit. have to like wipe her, you know, under undercarriage. Uh. Um and so, yeah, the, I took her to the vet just to get her blood work done. The blood work came back clean, but apparently like older female dogs, when they get old, they, they lose the muscles and like some of their like, like private parts where like they can't control like their shit or piss. So there's leak everywhere. So they gave me with humans too. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave me some like pills and it seemed to be like working. And now I just don't know if it's the side effects from the pills or if it's just her age is kicking in now, but she's been like. It's the first time where I'm like, oh, too much of this. I'll put you out like tomorrow. Mm. Like if you keep showing these signs, like I'm going to put her on some serious pain meds soon. But the way she's been acting in the last three or four days, like she doesn't even want you to pet her. Her skin is hypersensitive. Like I went like this the one day just to like touch her ear and she went, boom. She like quickly turned her head and yelped. And like sometimes I won't even touch her and she'll just yelp out of nowhere. Like she's feeling pain somewhere. Mm. And like getting into the car, I can tell it bothers her. Like she yelped when she jumped into the car. Her arms like do this sometimes. Like she'll shake like crazy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not watching you go through pain. So I'm like, you're going to go on pain meds. If those work for a while, great. If they don't work, I'm going to 
put you out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were to ever put her down, would you just take her to the vet? And No, I'd get a vet to come to our place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want her to be in like a fucking vet's office getting put yeah. down. I want her to sit on a couch on my lap and then the vet would just inject her with something. Apparently they inject your dog with something that knocks them out and then they give their, them another injection that shuts their heart off. Mm. So yeah, I, I just want her to like feel yeah. comfortable, you know. Man, that's a sad fucking thing. It's crazy. The man. one dog I put down, I remember basically passing her over the counter at the vet, and that or him. That was the last time, you know. Oh really? And that was again only a dog I had for four days. Right. So that was okay. Place. So that's different. I would I could never do that to Layla. Yeah. I would never hand her off yeah. to a vet. You're yeah. gonna die in my arms. And yeah. if they didn't allow that, I would just do it myself. Yeah. I'd go buy some meds and just fucking give her a bunch and just let her sit there until she dies. She's dying in my arms regardless. Yeah, that'd be scary though if you just didn't know what you were doing and she started like suffering or like, oh, convulsing yeah. or something. Yeah. No, they they do that. They'll come. Yeah. They'll come to our yeah. place. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad thing. Even just hearing you say that and picturing you, like, how old is she? 13? She's 11 and a half. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, man, is it ever, uh, like, look at this girl right now. Like, she always has to be touching. Like, she's such a, like, a cuddler. Yeah. And there's something about, like, you're their human. Oh, yeah. Like, you are Layla's companion. Yeah. Like, you're the guy. Yeah. You know, and you just, you're with them more than any human. They just are latched onto you. And after... 10 to 20 years of having a dog like yeah it's a sad fucking thing man especially yeah i mean like just like i i feel like layla's and my relationship has been like very like attached to the hip because she was such a feisty dog like she couldn't like i couldn't have people watch her i i I just always have her yeah just always with me she's in the car right now yeah like when we go somewhere it's like 99% of the time she's with me yeah um but it's kind of cool like you start to think about the memories you had and I was just talking to Aaron last night about it and like the memory that keeps coming up is when we drove to California and like Denver and we drove through Las Vegas and I just remember going through Vegas and I just hated that place with a passion immediately. I was like, fuck this city. Yeah. It's too big. There's too many people. There's too many lights. It's just loud. So I just drove way to the outside of Las Vegas to like these big canyons and these big hills. And it was when Layla was limping really bad. And so I just picked her up and I like walked up a fucking mountain and we got like a dope view. And then we just sat there and like watched Vegas from afar. Mm-hmm. And like for some reason, like that memory comes into mind because it's just like, yeah, we're just like you know these just two two people almost like hanging out yeah she's a dog and i remember that too when you made it to california and you me and her were sitting on the beach just looking out at the ocean and she's just tongue out like looking out into the ocean and i just remember like man like you guys have come a long way and like she's she she was kind of just taking the moment in yeah and just like it's just amazing that you had come that far in a van and then we got kicked off the beach Okay. Remember that guy? The guy like drove by or something? Well, yeah, the guy came up and was like, hey, there's no dogs allowed on the oh, beach okay. or something like that. That's so fucking ruined it. But you know what I'm going to do? So I, I'm going to plan it where, um, you know, if, and again, this might pass. Like I've said it before. I'm like, fuck, I might have put Like Layla two or down. three years ago, yeah. you were almost on the verge. Exactly. Yeah. So like, who knows? But I mean, she's 11 and a half. So and she's a big dog. She's a big dog. Um, oh yeah. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to do it, I want to like talk to the vet and be like, okay, are you going to like be here in a month? Like, when do I book you in? If they're like, oh, in two weeks time, I'm like, okay, give me the best pain meds you have. Cause I'm going to take Layla on one last adventure. 
I'm going to let her, I'm just going to hop her up on the fucking best pain meds and I'm just going to get her to chase ducks, go to the lake, swim, sprint, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. And just so she doesn't feel any pain and just have one last hurrah. And then I'll be like, okay, she's good to go now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I have in my head is like one last like victory thing where I'm yeah. going to like take her on a wild adventure, just yeah. let her like chase some shit, you know? And it's part of it's yeah it's part of life like you're gonna outlive your dog unless you get a dog when you're old you know yeah. and it's you just have to expect it and it's an interesting situation right because without getting too personal you and an ex had got this dog and then she had another dog and then you guys were broken up and she couldn't handle having two so you decided to take layla well even yeah and even be like layla just in general like i didn't really like want a dog yeah i don't want a dog and yeah. like yeah she just was like well we're just gonna get a dog and i'm like fuck all right like we'll get a fucking dog usually how it works eh? yeah and so like yeah we ended up getting this dog and right away is like layla was like i said when she was a year and a half that's when she got like kind of aggressive and she had like this kind of like this just intensity about her yeah. where she was very selective with who she totally. was friendly with but she was always kind of my dog she, there's something about me that she was like this is the guy yeah and so when yeah i broke up with the ex she took both of them more so i think despite me i think she was like kind of fuck you i'm gonna take both these dogs and i'm like all right didn't want them in the first place yeah. but then i remember she i think she like called me or something a month after and was like i can't handle this fucking dog and i'm like well, give it here then you know yeah and yeah. so then i got got layla back so yeah it's been a bit like the, the one yeah it was for one month i didn't have her and then when i got her back yeah she i think she like layla was probably stoked yeah She's like fuck yeah you've given her a hell of a life man yeah tried to fucking i've given her hell too a football tackled her slammed her on her back like we've had her oh, we've yeah. had our fucking fights too but yeah, yeah she's pretty awesome this girl here like obviously she loves us both but i think she's a little bit of a daddy's girl oh yeah yeah i think i'm her guy <laughs> i wonder if like female dogs are more compelled to like gravitate towards like a, a male if there's anything about the, like that yeah i don't know i wonder i think too just with like i'm working from home a lot and so mm. You know, Natalia more. takes good care of her, but I'm the one that feeds her more, walks her more. Oh, yeah. and if you're the one that feeds more, her a lot, yeah, and you know? walks her. Yeah. Um, just lastly on this dog, what would you do if you see animal cruelty happening close to your home? Maybe not cruelty, animal neglect. And that le- I'm trying to figure out what to do. There's somebody that lives close to me who has a dog and it's been like a year this dog is always outside on the deck, whether it's minus 35, whether for the last three days it's been pouring rain all day. It's like the dog is there without a shelter, without a dog house, and it stands by the door and looks in, even when they're home, and it's just always fucking, you know when a dog's depressed? Yeah. And it's laying there, and it's looking inside, and, it's, and you're like, you get, she'll get up at five in the morning. Yeah, the dog's still there. Midday dog, night dog's still there. And mm. sometimes it's like they're not even home for a couple of days. Mm. And this golden retriever, like, I just feel so bad. And it's not like, oh, it's a bad week. It's been outside lots. It's like when you see it all the time, you're like, this dog is always outside. Right. So do you call animal control? Do, do you call like the dog rescue and be like, look, this is what's happening. Is there anything we can do about it? It's a tough thing, man. Because, yeah, you just... You, yeah, you never like truly know what's going on and yeah. how how I know you know like because I've said that before. There's actually a dog in the in one of the condo buildings close to us, and I've said it to Aaron before. Where I'm like, man, this dog doesn't walk, yeah. and because I, I I I know it because every time 
I see the dog outside. It, it, I see the owner just take it out front of the condo to piss, and then it goes right back mm-hmm. in. I've never, and we've been there for like, I don't know, two years or something. I walk Layla 10 times a day. Yeah. I'm constantly in that area. Everybody recognizes me there. Yeah. I could fuck long blonde hair. Yeah. I got My Layla. sister and Richie see you walking yeah. the dog. Yeah, so people see me like walking the dog. I see other people walk their dog. I do not see her walk her dog ever. Yeah. It's go outside pee get back inside and it's like a big pit pit bull type dog yeah and so like i said at the air i'm like fuck i don't like that like i don't like it she's like well maybe that dog's got a bad injury maybe it's like maybe it's got some shit yeah. i'm just like maybe or maybe that's a fucking shitty owner you kind of have a hunch and that's the thing i don't want to make assumptions i'm yeah. like look i'm not looking out the window all day right. maybe they do take him in maybe they do whatever but you just know like i'm like man this dog is neglected and yeah i seen it's funny because i was telling Natalia about this and we're talking about it like what should we do and and then i seen this video come up on instagram and it was in like some big city where they're up in an apartment and they just have an outside like balcony yeah and these people are videotaping from across and they're like we've seen this dog being neglected and you can see the people inside this dog's just always on this you know six by six patio mm-hmm. and they ended up after like months going and saying they'd take the dog and the people said you can't take it, but you can buy it from us. So they had to buy this dog and then oh, wow. they brought this dog. And that's a good sign that they are neglecting the dog right out of the gate. Yeah. You're just shitty people. Yeah. Like, no, you can't have the dog. You can buy the dog. Exactly. Like, if you love your dog, it's not for sale. Exactly. You right? can't have it or buy it. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. And someone's like, Hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks for that dog. I'd be like, I'll fucking punch you in the face yeah. for free. Fuck yeah. off. Exactly. It's like, why do you have a dog? If you're just like, why the fuck do you see? Yeah. I couldn't, even if I don't want a dog, once I have the dog, the dog comes before me. I have to push work back because the dog needs to walk. Yeah. I have to whatever because like I'm taking care of this little fucker. Right. Like I'm not just gonna let it sit in the house and be depressed and like. So it, some people just don't care. I wonder if there's like there's got I just for some reason the thought of like like guns came into mind. Like I I think it should be I think every, I think you should be allowed to get guns, but I think it should be harder to get a gun. Yeah. I think you should go through more, mm. you know, mental checks and just make sure you're stable. Like yeah. what kind of job do you have? What kind of relationships do you like? Do a real thorough background check. Um, getting a driver's license. Same thing. Exactly. Not everyone should have a driver's license. Not everyone should have a dog. It's a big responsibility. So like, I don't, and I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know how to like vet people that shouldn't have a dog, a driver's license or a gun. But like, I feel like it should be harder to do those things where you're like, you're looking after life. Well, here's the issue is it depends. Like some guns, you have to go through protocol to get them, or you can just buy a gun off some random person, yeah. you know, below the, the law. Cause even with, when we got Coco from the Saskatoon dog rescue, we had to send them pictures of our house, tell them our income, tell them what we did. Like we oh, had to wow. kind of go through a process. Huh? So that they could judge and be like, okay, we think you're fit to have this dog. Oh, because we got Layla from a farm. She just like some some farm dog ran over the other farm and banged some other dog. And then they had okay. puppies. And so we got one of them. So it was just like, oh, you yeah. want a dog? Here you go. It was free. Well, and that's the first dog I got. I seen an ad on Kijiji. Yeah. I went to Avenue N right off 20th Street. Gave this troubled girl with this litter of pit bulls, 300 bucks cash. Didn't get any papers. Just took the dog. Right. She said they had their shots. End up, he didn't have his shots. They had parvo. I had to put the dog down. Fuck. And I contacted her. I'm like, look, I'm not even asking for my money back, but like, you can't sell these dogs to people because th- these other dogs probably have parvo. And she just, she was just like a bad person, you mm-hmm. know? And um, so, like, th- I think there is protocol if you're like doing it the right way for certain ones, like right. maybe for rescue dogs for sure. Right. But me and Steve were talking about this last night. 
because I was pointing at the dog. I'm like, this is what's happening and this is what I'm seeing and it drives me crazy. And he was saying they were partying when he was younger and they seen the same thing. And um, they ended up just jumping the fence and like picking this dog up and the dog didn't resist. It just came up to them. It was like, hey, who are you guys? I'll come with you. Yeah. And they brought this dog back and they were just like drinking beer, like kind of partying. And the dog just kept coming to each one of them and hanging out. And then like two days later, they brought it to like some farm that had all these animals and wanted a dog and they just stole this dog. They're like, you need a better life and we're taking you from these That's people. That's funny. There's a person on like YouTube or something that does that. She's like a, she's like an animal lover yeah. and she'll literally like if the, cause sometimes animal control can't do anything. Like I, I don't know what, I don't know what the rules are or something, well, but sometimes fair. if they can't do something that she literally will break into your house and steal your animal. Mm. She's like, there's, she's like, there's no rules to me if you're fucking over an animal. Yeah. She's like, it's my animal now and I'll yeah. take it from you. That's her purpose. Yeah. yeah she will. <laughs> it's like really, she misjudges the situation yeah. completely and just starts stealing animals. She'll just go in the backyard, take that thing and yeah. give it to a good owner or like yeah. raise it herself, you know? And here's the thing. That's the one thing. It's like, I don't want this big golden retriever dog, so yeah. I don't want it. If I call animal control or something, I can tell them, hey, I think this dog's being neglected. Like, are they going to go to their door and be yeah. like, hey, we hear one of your neighbors, you know? Right. Um, and the other thing I understand, too, is some dogs, especially some bigger dogs, they're okay to be outside. Like, yeah. my sister has farm dogs. Yeah. They don't want to come into the house on the cold winter days. They have a little dog house outside, right. but they're just outside dogs. But I've seen this situation enough where I'm like, this dog... Yeah, it's, if it's sitting it's at the being window, neglected. Yeah. It's pouring rain. No one's home. It's just looking inside and then it lays down. Right. You wake up at, you know, in the brisk winter morning at five in the morning. And it's like laying on the corner of the deck, just on the deck. It's no, no dog bed. And right. I'm just like, man, something mm-hmm. got to do something. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how to handle it. I mean, you could call someone, just keep an eye and watch it, yeah. you know, yeah. get it, get a time-lapse video, just film for like 24 hours. Yeah. See if anybody comes out to the dog. Yeah. You know? It was nice though, because last night I finally seen them come out and they had like a kid or two there and oh, okay. the dog was so happy and I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's yeah. good, but yeah. Huh. So, well, well, wrap this sucker up. Yeah. 111. 11, 11. Good luck. Not 11, 11, 111. Close enough. Thanks for listening. <laughs>